Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 26 of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. I hope everyone is having a wonderful Tuesday. I actually had two days off in a row this week. Pretty stoked, feeling good, a little recharged, never hurt anybody at all. Start off with some sponsors. Of course, we have Coffee for all your delicious Italian coffee needs delivered directly to your door. Bring the taste of Italy home. This is delicious stuff. Guys, use BTC at checkout. Get a 10% discount on some of the best coffee you've ever had in your life. You don't even have to put on the mask and head to Hy-Vee to get, to get it. It's good stuff. Uh, of course, we have TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, quickly becoming one of my best friends in this world. I love this guy to death. His designs are amazing. He hand draws everything. Go to TopLobster.com. I'm sure you will find some awesome stuff that you enjoy, much like this Epstein didn't kill himself shirt that I'm wearing tonight that you can get for 10% less than the listed price by using BTC at checkout. And of course, anthemplanning.com for all of your wonderful uh, emergency and crisis planning needs. They're doing a job that the government sucks ass at. They're doing it for cheaper and probably more efficiently. We had Amy Lepore on the show. She's amazing. She's one of the executive producers of the show. Please give them your business. Find out if there's anything they can do for you today. So anyways, we got a pretty awesome show today. I'm a little stoked about this. Uh, you may have seen him uh, not too long ago on the news. I mean, he was everywhere. This clip was was being passed around. He is the Boog Boy extraordinaire, Magnus Panvidia. How are you doing today, sir? Pretty fantastic. Uh, got a lot of big things in store and continually laughing at the, the clown world we live in and seeing my face all over every kind of news and they can't figure out what I am. Like the, the new, Within the same 24 hours, the New York Post called me a far-right extremist and Jack Posobiec called me Antifa, so that was fun. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. I actually I follow Jack and man, some of his takes, I'm like, dude, what are you doing, man? Why are you, what are you, what's going on here, dude? Uh, right. It, it, well, and I wanted to talk a little bit about this. And this is actually, a, for, I have a, a Patreon and we have a, 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 a Discord server. So there's some really cool people in there that are patrons of the show. And they want to know uh, from your point of view, I mean, I, you know, I, I consider myself a, a fan and a supporter of the Big Igloo. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, and, and, and I got a wine shirt upstairs, ready to go, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, but how has the perception of the Boog? changed over the last you know year as it's getting more mainstream media attention i mean what what have you encountered it's it's just gotten more schizophrenic because like the underlying principles and like what it's always kind of been about has never changed yet like people's interpretation of it and people that have kind of latched onto it have always been really confused like in in the 
a lot of people are like, oh, it used to be like a right wing thing or, or a libertarian thing or whatever. They'd apply their labels to it. But if you go back to like the original Facebook pages that had like 30K, like 50K people on it and everything, all of them were run by my friends and all of us were anarchists. And a lot of us were like mutualists and stuff like that. Like it's always been an anarch, like or, or Goris or any of those. It's always been kind of like an anarchist thing. And then in the very beginning, a lot of like Trump supporters and right wing people like attached to it. And then recently, like a lot of like left wing people are attaching to it. And it's like, it's always, it's always been kind of this yeehaw, fuck the law ideology, you know? So sure. And, and that's, I think that that's what the a lot mainstream of media understand. can't figure that out. Yeah. Obviously they're rampant status. So they have to put you in a box. Yeah. It's, it's funny to me because, uh, you know, when I first started following fall the book several years ago, I mean, it wasn't, you know, it, it's not some new thing. You know, it was yeah. like it was pretty widely known that it was people who wanted to be left alone to grill. I mean, that's really what it was. We want to grill. Yeah. Leave us alone. We're peaceful people. And this is the same speech that you gave. Uh, where, 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 was, where was that, by the way? I, I can't. That remember. was that was in front of the Lansing State Capitol building in Michigan, that was a, right? Yeah, and, I had I had snipers pointing rifles at me. I had a Black Hawk circling the entire thing. There was like thirty National Guard and probably every cop in the state there. It was super fun. <laughs> that's crazy, dude. And it's and that's that's it's so funny to me because like. Is literally a group of people who are armed, who want to be left alone. We, they're not insurrectionists. They're not. They're not trying to, uh, uh, you know, take out peaceful people. They're just saying, "Hey, we're here and we're going to protect ourselves and our liberty and our freedom." And that's what the Boog movement was always about. Yeah, it's like um, radical separatist like ideology. Like that's the Boog, pretty much. Yeah, and but now it's this: you're either like hardcore leftist left wing. Or you're a alt-right Nazi uh, insurrectionist, right? Uh, by the way, thank you so much to Almighty Beach who just threw a hundred dollar super chat. You rule, um, and John Chow for saying loved you on Jimmy Dory, Dora Dory. I always mess up his name. Uh, somehow, <laughs> I as a libertarian found you from a progressive show. That's the future, and yes, it is. But anyways, yes. so back to back to the, the the thing at hand. I mean, how how is it being an anarcho-communist Nazi? Oh yeah, you know, um, I always think of the Simpsons skit where he's like, "We're under attack by Nazi commies." Like that's always how I feel. But I, I've heard everything. I'm a secret FBI plant. Uh, Alex Jones said that I was a communist infiltrator to destroy the Second Amendment. I get that I'm a Russian bot. I get that like I'm infiltrating the, the infiltrating left wing movements is really hilarious. Seeming I wear a Hawaiian shirt and like open carry a rifle and show up to protest very incognito super inconspicuous you know yeah very, yeah. yeah you're not standing very, out at all yeah no <laughs> but yeah it, it's just it's just funny because people can't wrap their minds around it and i got it like with uh saturday our local chapter split into two and half of us went to mansfield ohio for an event that was uh, we called it the flowers for alexander it was for alexander rios he was a guy that was killed in mansfield ohio jail and like they posted videos of like the cops tasing him and beating him and saying like fuck him up, hit him harder, and like typical, you know, awful shit like that. And then the other half of the chapter went to the UP for an anti-lockdown pro 2A event. And both sides were like, Oh, look at they just hate cops and they're radical commies. And the other one is like, look, they're infiltrating, they're hanging out with Republicans. And it's like, no, it's just freedom. Like it's it's real simple concept, like freedom. <laughs> Sure. Anti-authority. Yeah, absolutely. And well, so so here's the thing. And and you know, I like Black Lives Matter, right? You guys spend a lot of time with Black Lives Matter, and I think that that some people, I think that that's where the breakdown is for some people because we know that at the t the upper echelon of the BLM movement, I mean this this what they call leadership or whatever it is, have 
shown very, very heavy Marxist tendencies. I mean, like extremely heavy. But that's not the major. That's not the entire movement. I mean, that's not how that's, it's it's, inc- it's increasingly not the movement at all. Because if you look, I think it was like three months ago. Um, San, San Diego, San Francisco, Chicago, D.C., and New York. All their all their BLM chapters came out and said fuck the national organization. And then just like a week ago, Brianna Taylor's mother went to the news and was like, "Screw the national organization. They've never done anything for us. They took all of our money and didn't give anything back." And like, obviously, then you have like people like Hotep Jesus and Maj Ture that have been like, "Screw them." And then some of my best friends in like BLM seven five seven like voted for Joe Jorgensen and shit. So it's like. It, it's just infinitely more complicated than sure. people understand. And there's a lot of backstory to all of this that you'll never really find out about because the activists aren't going to tell you about it unless they trust you. And the media is never going to report on it because they have a very specific narrative they're trying to push with the BLM movement that even the activists within it find annoying. Like everybody forgot that like thousands of BLM like protesters went and tried to storm the CNN building and the CNN reporters saying they're like, why are they attacking us? We're on your side. And it's like, you have no idea what the fuck is going on. Right. Well, and, yeah, <laughs> like I, I get that. And, um, but, but you're real big on the, the libertarian unity stuff. And so like, mm-hmm. so like, I want you to make a case why we should ally with anarcho communists as being, you know, as what some would call these right wing libertarians, which is, you know, I guess what I am or whatever. Um, I definitely I definitely believe in capitalism and property rights. So, yeah, that my my argument would be that the the boat is full of holes and we're all going to drown. So if, if you do not have power right now, you should probably be working together with other people that don't have power to stop this giant destructive federal government that has locked the entire country down, that is bombing all over the world, that's assassinating people, that's throwing everyone in jail for thought crimes and shit like that. And it's like at, at some point, you know, when when the house is on fire, you need to stop arguing about the window dressing and like try to put the fire out. And if if you think about it, like, 50% of the American people are just apolitical. Like they are like, I just want to grill types. They have surface level understanding of politics. They're not involved at all. And then you have like another 30% of people that are like rabid status, left, right, you know, neocons and neolibs. The last 20% is exploded over like 500 political factions within left and right. And all of them fucking hate each other. So like at some point you just have to start reaching across lines to solve problems and whatever one problem you can at a time. It doesn't matter if it's a police brutality thing or a second amendment thing or whatever. Like you just show up with whoever also agrees with you on that one particular thing, solve that one particular problem and then keep solving problems you agree with people on until you run out of that. And then you can go back to fighting like cats or dogs. Sure. Sure. We can start fighting about uh, who's going to own what business and all that good stuff. Right. Right. <laughs> um, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, for me, you know, me and a lot of the people that I ally with, um, you know, our biggest issue is, is the warfare state. Right. I mean, it, and, and to me, it's gotta be the, the number one issue if I'm going to really ally and work with you. Um, and I do know, I do know some ANCOMs who are, are really anti-war. I mean, big time anti-war. In fact, as far as the left goes, um, they're, they're about the only people I know that are still pretty anti-war. Um, but sometimes, you know, some don't put it at the forefront, like the, like the right libertarians or whatever you want to call us. Um, what, how do you, how do you feel about these wars? I know you're not, so we talked a little bit about this before the, before the show started and you're not, 
you're not actually an anarcho-communist, but you're also not an, an anarcho-capitalist. You're more al- yes. you're more aligned with a, the mutualists, which um, for those that do, don't understand, uh, you know, they a lot of times they will say that mutualism was the initial creation of anarchism by by uh, Proudhon, um, and and uh, they share a lot of the same things on both sides of the anarchist anarchist spectrum. So, um, where where are you at, man? Yeah, that, that's pretty much like I'm definitely a mutualist. Pretty much, uh, the the thing that separates the like us between the left and the right sort of anarchists, for lack of a better term, is like we do not believe in expropriation or seizure of property, so we're not really ancoms, and we also, but we also believe in markets. We believe in profit. We believe in selling and like like having money and stuff like that. But we split from ancaps, particularly on land. That seems to be the big one. Like we don't believe in. Uh, not it's, it, we define it as not in use. Like we don't believe that you can own like a resort in Florida and live in Minneapolis and never go there. And like it, it's complicated, but it's kind of like the foundation of it. That comes from a lot of like Prudhon and like Spooner and stuff like that. Sure, but I mean, uh, you know, say we get to this anarchist society, or how how do you stop people from doing that? Well, that's that. You know how how do how do we stop things now? It's the, always the golden anar- the anarchist question. That's why I love ace anarchists and stuff like that. Of like, we're we're expected to answer all of these questions. Right. If, then if you ask if ask a status how they solve any of these problems, they're like, well, uh, <laughs> you know, right. There'll be problems. There there will be tyrannical regimes. There'll be violence. There'll be rape and awful things, and everything will continue to happen. But no more so than it is now. And you know, I, I, I'm probably going to misquote him and forget who said it, but uh. And the quote was anarchism is not a promise that people will not lie, cheat, steal and murder. But statism is a guarantee someone will. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> That's 100 percent. I mean, the state the state is a monopoly on violence and they use that violence quite frequently. Yeah. All, all the time. And that's like that's like the main thing, too. Like, you know, getting back to the anti-war thing of the whole reason, like I wouldn't say the only reason, but one of the biggest reasons I started the Unity Coalition was to revive, occupy and revive the anti-war movement. Because it is insane to me that I can go to like a BLM protest or go to like a like a, a union meeting and then also go hang out with a bunch of libertarians in the woods and then also hang out with a bunch of Trump supporters. And everybody is like, yeah, we all hate these wars. These wars are stupid. We're, we're making the entire world worse. We're assassinating and bombing and stealing from everyone and just printing insane amounts of fucking money to afford it. And yet there's no anti-war movement. And it's just surreal. Like 60% of the country thinks like we should all bring the troops home and just stop fucking around everywhere else. Yet there's no anti-war movement. And then you start to look into it. And it's all this, uh, for lack of better term, in- in- intersectionality kind of idea of like you can't. The best example I could show to this is like when I, I used to be a big environmental activist. And if we went to go protest a tree getting chopped down or something like that, nobody was walking up to you and being like, what's your opinion on capitalism? What's your opinion on abortion? How do you feel about the Middle East? Like, no, we were just there to stop the fucking tree from getting cut down. Sure. You know, but now it can't seem to be that way. Like you can't show up to an anti-police brutality protest unless you agree with everyone on everything. You can't show up to any of these movements. And they've chopped us down into these tiny little chunks that will never get big enough to accomplish anything. And more often or not, like when you start to see these problems come together and get addressed, the people that lead that get fucking assassinated. You know, like sure. the the FBI and the CIA were not overly concerned with people like Malcolm X and Fred Hampton until they said, hey, maybe we should talk to the white people, too. And then they got shot and killed, right. you know, so and, like 
I always kind of judge what's the best path forward is what gets you immediately killed by the government. And it seems to be that unity seems to, to be that thing they're the most afraid of. So that's the direction I'm going to push it. Of course, of course. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? But yeah, it, it does seem that way. I mean, anytime uh, a group of people coalesce around an issue that, that they're going to push the, the federal government, especially on, uh, someone ends up dead, man. It's pretty crazy how that works yeah. out. Uh, I know it was so fun the first time I went on Jimmy Dore and he's like, you remind me a lot of Fred Hampton. You know what happened to him, right? And I was like, <laughs> sure do. Yep. Sure do. <laughs> Could you imagine? I mean, we're watching what's going on in Canada right now, which is just blowing my mind man and and could you imagine if the the canucks finally just stood up and were like no more you know yeah i mean like with i mean a lot of people are focused on the covid stuff they totally forgot that right before this they announced that i think it's in a year now they're going to confiscate all the semi-automatic rifles right so it's like yeah mm, shocking how crazy how one of those leads directly into another if only there was a historical precedent for this happening yeah <laughs> yeah you know and, and and it's funny because all the places that they, they try to take your you know, your right to self-defense is where it's happening the worst. I mean, Australia, you know, they're beating people in the streets for not wearing their mask. Canada, yep. they're beating people in the streets for not wearing their mask. They're beating people for, they're now arresting people for holding church service, which it doesn't matter if you're religious, you should be against that, period. You know what I mean? Especially if you're uh, saying you're for liberty, you're for freedom, then, you know, freedom of religion has to be one of those things. And and uh, it, it's just crazy to me. So So how do we arm the Canadians, man? <laughs> I like it. I'm 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 like 30 minutes from the border, so I've joked about like forming the Boob Navy and just having a Dunkirk where we go save all the Canadians and come bring them back to Michigan. But it's like I don't I don't even know what to do up there because like they've they've bit down into the boot super hard and like there's some base Canadians, but God, you talk to a lot of them and they're just all for this shit. And it's like oh no, but that's kind of like a problem with a lot of like the the kind of like Norwegian, like Scandinavian sort of base, like that's a lot of Canada and obviously like French culture. It's a lot of it's a lot of like consent and like uniformity. This is what they believe in a lot. Like it's like ideological uniformity about everything. And that can shift in good ways and that can shift in bad ways. And it's like right now they're on a bad path. And I don't really know what to do about that? Like people talk about Mexico being bad all the time, and it's like, well, Canada. Like, yeah. I, I talk to Canadian anarchists, and they they are more afraid to publicly voice their opinions than like anyone I know. Like, because because you infamously had that one dude that was banned from using the internet for a year because he made fun of a feminist on Twitter. Right. And it's like, right. Yeah, I mean, and, and you got you got the UK. They, people have been arrested for saying things on the on the internet that weren't violent. You know what I mean? Say, teaching their pug the Nazi salute and you go to jail for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's something a little different. But I mean, there's there's people that's still. You know, yeah, like, you shouldn't like, be going to jail for for freedom of speech issues at all. I mean, I I don't give a shit who you hate. You know what I mean? Like, but but yeah, arresting and then you somebody. Had, you had the you had the anti-protesting bill in the UK where they literally can shut down any protest at any time if the government deems it to be a nuisance. And like, and again, like I, I personally know a couple libertarians that are in the UK that went to that protest and that was all like communists and like labor party and everything. And they went to that protest. So it's like unity, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm willing to ally with, with anybody who wants to ally on certain issues. Like, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm, 
you know, I think that we're going to be a, a match made in political heaven. You know what I mean? I just, if, if somebody's against the warfare state and you want to work to roll back the warfare state, absolutely. If somebody's against the Federal Reserve, which you should all be against the Federal Reserve at this point, if yes. you're not, you're not paying attention, uh, then let's work together, roll back the Federal Reserve. You want to roll back the drug war? We should definitely be doing that. I don't care which political ideology you align with. And so to me, that's, you know, that's a unifying, that's a unifying issue for sure. Yeah, and you've you've seen little like bursts of this occasionally, like in New Hampshire, like a uh, a alliance of the Free State Project and progressives got like two votes away from ending qualified immunity. You have like I think it was like Montana or something like that, where Proud Boys like joined up with BLM to like advocate for ending the drug war, and then particularly, which like I can lead this into something I want to tell you about after this. I saw a video from two years ago where like the national chair of the Mises caucus showed up to the women's march on the Pentagon, which were all like socialists and communists and everything like that. And just like showed up and were like, Hey, we're libertarians and we hate war too. And they marched with them, which like yeah, that blew my Michael mind. On the, yeah. That blew my mind on the Mises shit. Cause I'd obviously like, Oh yeah. We're all right. Like, we're all right. Nazis. That's what yeah, but I was like. I was like, Oh, the, he's literally there with like my, like some of my friends that are like explicit socialists and they're like, Hey, let's end the war. And it was like, Oh, that's the unity shit. Like right there. Yeah, I, and, despite what you have heard about Michael Heiss and the, and the Mises Caucus, I've been a member of the Mises Caucus since its inception uh, in 2017. Michael Heiss uh, put together the End of Fed rally. He goes to all kinds of he works with all kinds of different people uh, on all kinds of different issue based coalitions. Uh, he is the furthest thing from alt right Nazi you will ever meet, um, and so it's it's pretty funny whenever that rap gets put on us. Um, right. I, I, that's, that's always that's always what I thought like the LP needs to be is like the pressure party that's the glue between like desperate political factions to solve problems like we should be like the issue killing party of like hey you annoying republicans and you annoying democrats shut up for five minutes stand with us solve this problem like that that's always how i viewed the lp so it's like nice to see like him doing that and then obviously like spike cohen running all over like maj teray is another good example of like libertarians doing libertarian shit you know right well, everybody wants to be a libertarian until it's time to do libertarian shit. Some of us stand up and actually do the shit. Uh, which yeah, is, like which is like important. Dan Dan's Dan's one of my fucking heroes. Like Dan Dan Brennan of like he was posting on like Bernie Sanders tweets, being like, "Hey, you know, I'm smuggling insulin from Mexico and selling it to people." Like, oh yeah, Ber- Berman's <laughs> amazing, and and Berman ran for president in 2018. He didn't get the he never got the media he deserved, but. Uh, Dan's a good friend of mine too. I, I love Dan to death, and he wore this big top hat, says taxation and stuff. But that motherfucker really, like, traffics insulin from Mexico to America to sell at cost. He doesn't even make profit off the shit, really. You know what I mean? And he and he's trafficking it, and he's getting it for like a fraction, a small fraction yeah. of the price that you pay for it here. And it's I like just, seventeen dollars compared to like three hundred and fifty, five hundred dollars. That's like, some serious libertarian shit. He's basically doing the Dallas Buyers Club, but for for diabetics. I mean, yeah, <laughs> without the and that's club. that's what that's what I, I I like. That's what I'm perpetually advocating for libertarians because like the thing I my biggest criticism of you guys as an anarchist, and it's like the only one that I think is totally valid because I think all the other libertarian criticisms are bullshit, is. We have a tendency to be autistic, basement-dwelling, antisocial people that do not like to go out into the world, and we just say taxation is theft on the internet and kind of mind our own business, which it's part of the ideology. I want to be left alone. Makes sense. Yeah, but I just like, wanted to grill, man. Yeah, I just want to grill, man. But, like, you got to step out into the world if you want, like, these changes. Like, you can, you can 
you can say that like that fire is not my problem, but it's coming towards your house and it's going to burn you eventually. You need to do something about it, you sure. know, be a little more pro proactive. And that's why I love Dan. I love Spike. I, I do like a lot of stuff the Mises Caucus is doing of like, hey, we need to get out and actually like, do stuff like this. And obviously the Boog is like the perfect example of this, of like proving libertarian principles all the time of like, I don't care about teams. I want to fight tyranny and I'm going to go wherever I'm wherever I need to be to fight tyranny. That's where I'm going to go. And you wouldn't, you'd be amazed of how many people I've talked to have never even heard the word libertarian before at like BLM protests and stuff. And they're like, huh, I kind of like a lot of that because we definitely like staple on ideology to a lot of these local communities that have, they're borderline apolitical. They just hate the cops. Right. Like, you know, like they might go check D at the end of the day because that's what their grandparents and parents have done. But like they don't have these complex political ideologies that a lot of people on the right try to apply to them. Sure. And that's one of the reasons why I appreciate Moss Jure so much. I mean, he travels the inner cities around the country and and kind of talks about governor, government tyranny and the Second Amendment, which I think is important because, you know, a lot of people in certain areas think and I'm not I'm not saying it's just the black communities, but it is the inner city communities, especially think they can't carry a gun. Or they aren't allowed to own, you know what I mean? And it's like, that's not the truth. You can do this, and this is how you do it, and this is how you're safe about it, and this is why you should do it, and this is what the government's doing. And it's just such a good segue into all of these issues that kind of can help you see a different political aspect of this country. So, um, But you did say you had some big news at the beginning yeah. of the show, man. So why don't we get so, into it? So sept we're still hammering out the details, but September 11th of this year, we are planning a huge post-partisan anti-war march in dc and the people that i have been talking to and getting involved are all across the political spectrum and people you would not like think would work together usually but are literally just like end the end the fucking wars like we're over we're done and like there's a lot of you know it was actually kind of inspired by that video of of like the Mises caucus guys doing this of the uh, like me and the action for Assange people because the action for Assange people are very like post political too like almost everyone who runs that is a leftist but they just want you to show up if you like Jillian Assange they don't care about anything else are are just trying to revitalize the anti war movement and revitalize like early Occupy because a lot of people it more people are talking about it now but for a while it was totally forgotten that Occupy wasn't like this hippie leftist thing in the beginning it was everybody you had like conservative old people with american flags standing next to i'm blanking on his name but the economist guy that went down there and like are like are, i'm trying to what it was uh fuck oh uh, he's, he's like but i was a big, I, I was in the occupy movement in oakland man I, i'm from yeah. there so yeah but i don't, yeah, I don't like, like, there was ron paul people there and, and i i yeah. was i was actually campaigning for ron paul at occupy and there was yeah. people who were totally like wanted to hear about it and hear about the federal reserve and how our economy's in the tank because of these people and, yeah. and it was it was really cool the, the occupy movement was definitely a mishmash of a lot of different people i know that for yeah. sure and that, that's like that's like what we're trying to get back to of just like these popular uprisings against big problems, because there's this there's a subset a session in America of like like you, you'll see almost everybody talking about it, including people that I really like of like the leftist establishment or the capitalist establishment or the right wing establishment. It's like, no, the establishment we have in the United States and kind of the globe is so postpartisan. They don't operate in our little bubbles like they don't care. If you call them whatever you want to call them, they'll tell you whatever they have to hear. But it's an oligarchy. It's it's monarchic almost. They will do whatever they need to do so them and their friends can get more power. A lot of them are transhumanists that like have weird 
crazy ideas like how Bill Gates was trying to block out the sun in Sweden and shit. And like they, they don't care about your labels and they don't care about you and they're going to do whatever they need to do to have power. So it's like at some point you're just going to have to accept this and realize that like what we're what exactly we're fighting against here and stop trying to like boil it down. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, someone in the chat asked if you were reaching out to some of the paleocons and traditionalists because they are typically pretty anti-war as well. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm reaching out to everybody. Like Scott Horton said he want, he would be interested. Thaddeus Russell said he would be interested. Obviously, there's going to be like the Jimmy Dore types and stuff like that would be interested. Like left, right, communist, socialist, like libertarian, conservative, anarchist, doesn't matter. We want like everybody there. Like it will more information will start coming out as we get like more and more people on board. But we like, like, uh, I, I've just, I had this conversation probably like, I think it was two weeks ago now with a woman called, uh, her name's Reverend Annie Chambers. She's one of the founders of the Black Panther Party. Well, not founder, sorry. One of the original people of the Black Panther Party. Like she used to know Malcolm X and everything like that. And she had a story about how the Black Panthers and the KKK marched together in Arizona because the governor, the governor had cut off like all benefits and like was doing like a bunch of evictions and stuff during the Vietnam war. And the Panthers walked up to, like, the Klan was like, hey, are you getting fucked over? And they were like, yeah. I was like, let's march together. And they shut down the Vegas Strip. So it's like, if the if the fucking KKK and the Black Panthers can work together, then, like, a libertarian socialist and, a liber- like, a right-leaning libertarian can shut up for 15 minutes, like, end the goddamn wars, you know? Hi, kids. Do you like violence? Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is Down down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll keep saying it. I'll work with anybody that wants to end some wars, man, definitely. Uh, now, how, how do you feel? Where, where do you stand on the Libertarian Party? Oh, okay. So I, I really, really, really hate how we have recreated the fucking culture war within our own party that's really great it's infinitely annoying i saw i i commented on your exchange the other day i don't know if you want to go into it at all but i was like holy fuck this is so bad and like i i my my two sides of it is like to the mises type people uh definitely do not throw all left libertarians under the bus i do see that a lot i don't think like big people like you or dave smith or anyone are doing that but a lot of just the, the followers and the normies like there's a difference between us and Wokatarians because I am more progressive and have more progressive clout and have done more things for all the things you stand for. And yet I'm not on Dave Smith's fucking comment section having a goddamn meltdown because of a word he said or something like those people screw those people. And then obviously to like the Wokatarians or whatever, like, yeah, you're just you're just annoying and you're unproductive and you've made the LP be useless and accomplish nothing. And the people you're trying to pander to will never recognize you. So just shut up. And I always say the thing like of like if you're if you're so upset over the Mises caucus takeover, then, you know, lead, follow or get the fuck out of the way. Like, I don't know what to tell you, you know. Right. I mean, it, it, you know. <laughs> Nicholas Sarwark, the past chairman of the party, actually said, you know, that the, the Libertarian Party belongs to those who show up. 
And the Mises Caucus took that to heart, man. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they, they, they organized, they organized 48 states. How can you be mad about that? Yeah. You know what like I mean? Like if I, if I, that's, that's my main thing. Like I always say, and people get mad at, mad about it, but like, I'm just on a different level than a lot of this shit. If, if, if you're not on the ground and you're not fighting and I don't hear about you, then I genuinely don't care about your opinion. <laughs> and that's a lot of, that's a lot of the like wokeitarian stuff. And that's obviously also like a lot of the fake left, like, a lot of when you go onto the ground to protest and talk to like actual like leftists there, they're totally different than the Twitter leftists. And even they will be like the Twitter leftists are annoying. They don't do anything. And it's just performative, obnoxious bullshit. And that's kind of the same thing with the LP is like you talk about what the LP needs to be and where it needs to go and how like blah, blah, blah. But like I, I don't see you doing any activism. I don't see you putting in any work for the party. I don't see you doing nothing but fucking crying. So it's like. I don't, I don't care what you have to say. And they're like, oh, well, I got a job and responsibilities and I have kids or whatever. And it's like, the world's burning, man. Like, if, if, there, if there was a time for people to throw every all caution to the wind and do something, it would have been in the middle of COVID and we did nothing. I, that's why I, I heavily agree with Pete Cojones and a lot of other people that were like, we failed on COVID. Like, extraordinarily as a party. It was, it was so sad and pathetic that there was not fucking bells from the sky of every libertarian everywhere like doing something about this and like i i've had i've had friends that are currently sitting in jail because they showed up to businesses that defied lockdown orders with rifles and told the cops to come and shut it down and they did they showed up with armored vehicles and like 70 cops and arrested all of them but like that that's where we're at like how how committed are you to this because i get really annoyed because I'm in Mises chats and Unity chats, including like some like quote unquote wokeitarian chats, and every single one of them just like is still acting like this is a game, and I can't put my brain into that because like the FBI has showed up to my house and like threatened me. I have dead friends. I've lost my business. I'm flirting with homelessness, trying to pay my bills. Like this isn't something where I can just casually like on the computer. Oh, let's talk about libertarianism, and then go back to my regular life. Like this is my life. So if you want change and you think things are as bad as they are then like start doing shit about it otherwise like i don't i don't care what you have to say about dave smith or so and so or how like we're doing this wrong or whatever it's like okay then what are you doing about it sure. you know sure yeah i think uh, one, one of my favorite quotes uh in, in of the last four years has actually came from michael heist the 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 chairman of the the libertarian party misakakis he said uh we're up against people that will napalm your children for resources we don't need people who are upset over memes we need soldiers that are ready to take on a state right and uh and, and that's exactly what it is. That's what it is to me, too. And, you know, as somebody who ran for chairman of the Libertarian National Committee twice um, and has had more attacks leveled and slandered uh, uh, leveled at him and, and been slandered more than just about anybody else in this party uh, for four years straight by all kinds of shitty people who do absolutely fucking nothing for the movement whatsoever. Uh, I can tell you that everything you're saying is absolutely true. Uh, these people are basically wastes of space in the Libertarian movement for sure. Yeah, they're, they're ballast bags. That's all they do. They, they stop and they pump the brakes. You know, Michael Malice, you know, obviously his quote wasn't in relation to this, but, you know, the, his whole thing about how conservatives are just progressives driving the speed limit. Like, that's what a lot of the LP is. It's just like, like taxation is freft in free markets, but uh, I'm just going to sit over here in my in my thing, you know, like, oh, we we had a meeting and 30 people showed up. This is so exciting. And it's like, dude, like I'm. I'm shooting way bigger than that. Like, you know? sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to Burt Grimm, who's like one of my favorite people in the in in, in the the freedom movement. He's in here throwing jokes in the chat. He's, he said Joe Jorgensen was so anti-war she didn't even want to fight for the presidency. Ooh, ouch! Ooh, I had to laugh a little. Yeah, I mean, I can I can dish some tea about that of a uh, Spike Cohen. Biggest ally of the fucking Boog ever. I love Spike. Spike has gone to like fucking war for us and like, you know, advocates for us all the time. Him and Vermin love us. Joe did not like the Boogaloo. Joe would give us real weird looks, even though we did volunteer security for the, for the LP party in every single fucking state. If, you, if there was a campaign stop, you're going to see Hawaiian shirts and guns there. And we protected them even when they went to sketchy ass places like Flint and Detroit and shit like that. Because, you know, obviously the LP doesn't get super special secret service to True. protect them everywhere. We did that volunteer without pay. And Joe was like, not cool with it. Yeah. Well, and, and so here's the thing. Here's the thing for me. And, you know, I, as somebody who sits on the Libertarian National Committee, I'm an at large representative on the National Committee. Uh, I have some insider stuff. I saw, I know a lot of the people that were working on campaigns. I know people that were right outside the, the, the campaign, uh, working on certain things. It, it was very alarming to me when Joe got the nomination. I was like, Oh, this is cool. You know, she's, she's pretty radical compared to Gary fucking Johnson. Right. And, and, uh, and so I was like, Oh, this is awesome. But then immediately her campaign started kicking all the radicals off of her campaign team, dude. I mean, you know, they all ended up on spikes campaign team, which is great. I'm glad, you know, uh, dance Motts, who is fucking amazing. He, he runs the system is down podcast. Um, uh, uh, he's the one that did all those videos for Spike and, and Joe, those really cool yeah, they're, videos. they're badass the, fucking videos. Some of the best, best campaign videos I had seen, I mean, they were reminiscent of of, uh, of uh, the, the McAfee campaign videos from 2016. And, and I'm going, this is great. But all those people got, got relegated down to Spike, and it felt like they were running. And I, I, I just had Spike on the show a couple weeks ago. It really felt like they were running two very separate campaigns because of the way that the top of the ticket handled everything. They kicked all the radicals off the campaign completely. I mean, Caitlin Cloven, uh, Dan Smots. There were several others too. I won't get into all of them, but and they a lot of them ended up on on Spike's campaign. So it was like we had this great radical messaging campaign. Whether you agreed with everything that Spike said or not, he was very radical in his messaging. And then we had Joe, who was like. Let's just be one large uh, Sweden, armed and neutral. And it was like, okay, dude, like, what is going on here? We have we have this huge opportunity. We are in the middle of a, a pandemic where they are locking people down and taking your jobs. And now they're getting ready to tell you that your children have to be vaccinated and that you can't go here and here and here if you don't get vaccinated. And it's like, dude, we have they're, this. They're setting up, they're setting up vaccine, like, outposts outside of bars and trying to peer pressure drunk people into getting shots like again how bad does it have to get you know before like it's like yeehaw let's go like yeah. i just don't i don't understand of like what what how is it going to get worse you know how much worse can it get because if i would have told people a year ago where we are now like i, I remember because i have friends in the national guard and i was running around like three days before covid hit like in Michigan, telling people like they're gonna lock the state down, they're gonna lock the state down. They're like, that'll never happen in America. You're so fucking crazy and blah blah. blah. You're like, what are you talking about? And then they locked it down. Right. And then I'm like, they're gonna start shutting down businesses at gunpoint. And they're like, they'll never do that. And it's like, guys. <laughs> yeah, it blows my mind. Well, I was getting called a, like I, we talked about this a little bit before the show too. I was getting called a conspiracy theorist a year ago. When I was like, mm -hmm. hey, man, they're going to do this. They're going to do that. You know, anybody who has even mentioned the word microchip, right, 
like a year a year ago and before was immediately called a loony crazy conspiracy theorist. Now the Pentagon has actually created a chip that can implant subdermally and it will constantly check you for COVID. Like, dude, are you not seeing what's going on here? Like, you know, say what you have. You, have about. you seen that meme where it's like Bill Gates and he's like looking for vaccinated single singles in the area, and then like Wi-Fi signals start coming out of like girls' arms. <laughs> it so he's like, "Oh, we're so glad we started this microchip program." You know, I can finally just single. In, just in, just in time for my wife to throw me under the bus because they don't want to know how involved she was with Epstein. Yeah, Oops. yeah, no shit, right? Well, and here's the thing, dude. Like, I hate to say it, man, uh, but like. Alex Jones has been right about a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. The, the Alex Jones check counter, like how many times Alex Jones has been right. That's the thing about that dude is like that's why I'm, I'm a big fan of Whitney Webb. If if you haven't heard of her or any of your fans, she's essentially Alex Jones without any of the performance or bullshit. But she talks about all the same stuff and she's got like receipts for it. And out like the, the best Alex Jones thing ever was when he went on Joe Rogan and he had Jamie like live fact check him and he just say crazy shit. And out, you know, Rogan's like, hold on, hold on, like pull that up. And he's like, son of a bitch, he's right. <laughs> you know? It's it's so crazy. I and and it was funny when uh, uh, I can't remember who it was recently. Was it New York Times or People Magazine or something ran a uh, uh, an article about the the you know the stem cells and how using human cells and blood can regenerate your own cells and stuff. And I posted it as like a joke. It was like totally joke. I was like, oh my god, Alex Jones is always right or whatever, right? Just joking around, just playing around. And man, it went viral. Like my post went viral and it was just progressive after progressive like shitting on me like from from the democrat party just shitting on me. And I'm like, dude, first of all, this was half a joke. Second of all, it's fucking true. Like it's, it's really it's the true. Article, bro. It's how, the article, bro. How can you not how can you not look at what's going on in this country. Washington Post, human monkey hybrids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we just give old AJ a little credit? The guy's a little wacko. He's fun to watch if you enjoy that those theatrics. But a lot of the shit he's saying, like, fucking listen to it. This was the guy, you know, this was the guy who uh, who actually infiltrated the Bohemian Grove, right? Like, way back in the day before anybody even really knew who Alex Jones was too much outside of Austin, Texas, right? He actually did that. He actually went there and like took video and proved like, hey, these dude, these people are doing some weird shit out here in the woods, man. Check this out, you know? Yeah, because that, that's like the foundation of like when I started getting into politics was like old Tim Pool, Luke Rahowski, like old Alex Jones, like all those like gorilla, like early YouTube people like breaking into shit and sneaking around, getting tear gassed. Oh, yeah. I, like, I that's, follow, that's my foundation. I follow Rudowski. I like a lot. Man, he's one of yeah. my favorites for sure. Uh, shout out to Beej again for a $50 super chat. Thank you very much. And Phil the Remains, the lead singer of All the Remains, says, uh, got a super chat, says, are you guys real libertarian? I've never seen a real libertarian. You're damn right. We're both real libertarians. Tell them. Tell them, Magda. Yep. Yep. 100%. Well, actually, no, I'm not a real libertarian. I'm an anarchist, so I'm even worse. Man, <laughs> I, you know, I've been seeing this a lot lately um, on on. The, the interwebs people saying that anarchists oh that's not a libertarian that's an anarchist or oh, that's not an anarchist that's a libertarian i'm like you guys realize that this is the same shit right like right. look i understand that there's libertarians who want to have a smaller state a night watchman state or minarchists or whatever the hell you want to call yourself but we're all on the same fucking train dude we're just getting off at different exits 
You know what yeah. I mean? Like at some point you guys are going to hop off and be like, Hey, that's cool. I finally got this little, uh, local government that just wants to protect my civil rights and, and, uh, make sure the roads are good. Cool. See you later. I'm, I'm going to head down on the road to the next stop where there is none of that. And, uh, we're just going to pave our own roads in our own community. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's the same shit. I don't know why I've been seeing this split so much lately for the longest time. It was, you know, libertarians are anarchists and anarchists are libertarians. Like that's, you know what I mean? And so I don't get it. What do you, what do you think is causing that split there? I think I think it's like the double whammy of like the appropriation of libertarian by Trump supporters and like Rand, Rand Paul types and stuff like that that are more Republican than anything combined with just like the the unending shit show that is the LP over the last couple of years ever since like the Gary Johnson days where people are just like, I don't really like that label. I don't want anything to do with that. You see people be like, I'm not a libertarian. I'm just anti-authoritarian. And it's just labels. Labels in general are stupid. They don't mean anything. I'm very much of the Max Stirner approach that like ideology is a spook and it's not real. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Yeah. I I liked a lot of Stirner's takes too. um, Except, you know, I don't think a lot of people, a lot of people that really like a lot of people that really like worship Sterner, right? They have never read Sterner. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's like the same kind of thing as Hoppe. It's the same yeah. kind of thing as like Kropotkin, right? And like, there's a lot of people out there that would like get this, this man tattooed on him that have never read anything that he's ever put out ever. And, and, and a lot of people understand that he, he kind of was from the mindset and a lot of his writings were might makes right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, like, he, that's that's the thing is like, you can hate Sterner all you want, but like, at the end of the day, he's right because like his his main thing is like nothing matters but what you decide that matters, and it's like, yep, that's it's a law of, like law of the land, like you know, religion, governments, borders, constitution, morality, all, like none of that matters unless you decide it matters. True. So it's like true, and and it, it, and at some point, some people came together, decided it mattered, and decided they were going to rule over us, and that's what we're trying to push back against. Yep. <laughs> So, but Stern, Sterner is the best for the memes because the Sterner memes are just hilarious. Like the like the the one where it's like the capitalist is like uh, taxation is theft and the communist is like pro- uh, pro- property is theft and then Sterner is like what's wrong with theft? <laughs> right. <laughs> that, and that's exactly Sterner. Sterner. Sterner did not give a shit. And I was reading. I was reading. Ah, oh God, I can't remember who it was. It was like Sterner was sitting in a room with a bunch of anarchist thinkers or something, and and they were like describing him. and And I've I've read a couple different papers describing Max, and they were always like, you know, he was like the drunk guy in the corner that was like, "Hey, fuck you guys!" Like I don't care. He was just a giant fucking asshole. Yeah, like he was just like, <laughs> constantly an asshole to everyone and didn't give a shit at all. And I'm like, I'm like, I have to think back to those times, and I'm like, man, that might have been me, dude. Right. <laughs> Sterner Sterner is within all of us Yeah there's a little bit of Sterner in all of us for sure Get a couple of shots of whiskey in you And start thinking about ideology and see where your brain goes You know (laughs) So so what's next for the Boog man what's next for you Oh god this this summer is going to be like Madness so uh, The 28th we're going back to Louisville Because that's the year anniversary of all the Protests kicking off there which like I could talk about the What's gone on In Louisville the media has not covered how fucking crazy it's been or what's happening there. And it's been very intentional because Louisville is like a whole different animal than anywhere in the country right now. And ev- everyone involved and in everything that's happened there does not fit any media narrative, whether it be right wing or left wing media. Like, and that's why they don't talk about it. Despite the fact that there's been huge marches there every single day. I had friends that had flashbangs dropped on them from helicopters. Like there's been like gunfights with the cops. Like it's, Louisville is insane. Nobody talks about it. And we're going back there on the 28th. And then um, I'm in works right now with Spike and Thaddeus Russell 
because uh, Lainey Sweet, which is the uh, widow of Daniel Shaver, is starting to starting her like legal battle against the Mesa, Arizona Police True. Department for for what happened to Daniel. And like nobody's protested for him at all, which is wrong, like 100 percent. So we're trying to get some kind of thing going for him because the Daniel Shaver things, some of the worst shit I've ever seen in my life, you know, and, and Duncan Lemp, too. Oh, yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is we're trying to get something going for Duncan in Maryland. So that's also going to be the summer because, like, that's what started the Boogaloo shit like that. It all starts with Duncan and we still haven't had done a protest for him, which just seems kind of like wrong. So I, I'm trying to change that. We're trying to get something going for that. And then obviously the anti the anti-war thing that we're working on. So it's just like a million spinning plates all, all at the same time, you know, and then like everyone trying to stop us or, or kill us or lie about us constantly i got doxxed by the washington post that oh, was good. super fun that's fun yeah that's good time. <laughs> yeah. you gotta love yeah. that shit when the media they starts doxing you they called my fucking grandma <laughs> wow wow i got a funny yeah. story about that one time i i was uh i was at work one time my mom my mom calls me freaking out she's like are you in jail i'm like what why would i be in jail she's like your grandma just got a phone call from you saying that you were in jail and you needed a thousand dollars to to get out of jail right away she said it sounded trying to scam you yeah she said it sounded just like you and everything and i'm going i am literally standing at work right now like (laughs) what the hell is going on i i I think back and i'm like man it had to have been somebody who knows me knows what my voice sounded like like you know what i mean like man i bet it was it was the government messing with my grandma of course it was the the feds it's always the feds yeah so so why why are the feds the worst entity in in the entire world Oh yeah, it's just it this this is my argument, another like unity argument for both the left and right is that uh ten thousand Trump supporters or ten thousand scary communists in black hoodies will be infinitely less scary than the federal government. Because right now, probably at some point in this conversation, I have said something that could get a FBI warrant on me. If they kick that door in right there, if I stop the agents trying to take me, more are going to show up. And if I stop them, then tanks are going to show up. And if finally I stop them, they're going to drone strike my building or send a bomb drone in and blow me up. Like a bunch of Trump supporters or communists or whatever cannot do that to you. They're not currently spying on this conversation. They can't shut your bank account down. They're not working with all these you know, giant you know, tech giants to screw you over. I've, I've told everybody, but I'm banned off of literally everything but Twitter. I cannot make a Facebook PayPal, Instagram, my Etsy shop was closed down. I can't do Uber Eats or DoorDash, all of it. Like I'm banned. You can't do DoorDash, dude. They won't let you fucking have food delivered to your house. Yep, a lot. Like it was funny. I was when I was in D.C. for the free Jillian Assange thing. They were like, "Okay, you want to get Uber Eats?" And I'm like, "Sure." And they sent like you can add what you want to the order. And I forgot about it. So I try to log into my Uber Eats account. It's like your account has been temporarily suspended. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. I'm just like." Not allowed Jesus. to function. I don't know why Twitter has allowed me to live this long. Yeah, well, I'm I'm, I'm I'm booted from <laughs> Facebook and Instagram for for life. Um, yep. And 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 the funny thing about my boot was it was two weeks before the presidential election. I sit on the Libertarian National Committee. Oh, you were you you were in the Libertarian purge. Yeah. They deleted like a third of the Libertarian Party but, off of the. But they let so many of those people come back, and and I started another account, maybe two weeks later. And within six hours, that was taken down. That one I did from a different email address, but the same IP address. Then I just started one a couple weeks ago from a completely different IP address, used a completely different cell phone and a completely different email. Still, within six hours, I was gone. Yep. My, mine has gotten to the point where it doesn't matter what I do. As soon as I hit create account, it's immediately banned. 
Just doesn't matter if like burner phone through a VPN on a different, and I don't even use my name and I don't even use a picture of myself and it will get banned. It doesn't make any damn sense how they can get us. Thanks to top lobster, our great uh, sponsor for the awesome uh, 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 super chat. He said, what a great show. I guess he's a fan. Yeah, man. As, 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 as an artist, I fucking love you, man. That shit's awesome. Dude. He's so dope. And, and he'll give you, I'm sure he'll, he'll give you the PG. That's one of, probably one of the coolest benefits of coming on my show is you get yourself drawn yeah. by top lobster. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that was going to happen. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can't, we can't do, we can't do the show without it. I mean, it's now the official branding of break the cycle. Uh, top lobster is no longer just a sponsor. He is the partner. I mean, it's really, you know what I mean? All my art, my branding, everything is because of this man. So please, if you're watching, Go to toplops.com and buy some gear, man. He's got the dopest shit. Absolutely. Yeah. But... If, if I wasn't a mega poor, I would buy from you. Yeah, like, people, for... people, people, people were clowning on me on Twitter of like my like poor like rifle setup and everything. It's like, dude, like, I, 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 what I did before all of this is I was a commissioned painter. I would be that guy that has like booths at like festivals and like art shows and like the Renaissance festivals, and I would like sell like art there. So obviously COVID shut that down and then getting banned off of everything shut my online version of that off. So like I'm unemployed, I've been unemployed this whole goddamn time. Jeez. So it's like, and I live out in the boonies in, in Michigan. So it's like, Oh, well go get a job. And it's like, uh, there's nothing around. Like you can, you can work for fast food, but like they're because of everything else that's going on with the economy, which that's a whole nother conversation. Like they're, having days where they're closing early or just being like, Oh yeah, well we can't work today. Sure. So it's like, you, I don't know if you've been seeing all of the, like the, what's been going viral of all these businesses all across the country. They're putting signs on the door. That's like, well, we can't open today cause nobody wants to work. Yeah. They can't it's, hire anybody, man. It's, yeah. It's, you it's, make more money on unemployment. So, so there was a month I was on unemployment when I moved to Iowa. I moved, for, I left California five minutes before they instituted the 24 hour lockdown. Literally my plane left at 1155. The lockdown started at midnight. I flew to Iowa to be with my girlfriend and ended up getting pregnant. We have a, a great son now, seven kids in the house. And, uh, and, uh, and I never left. And now I live in the land of ranch dressing and corn, which is fine. It's cool. You know, the people here are really fucking friendly and the lockdowns have been minimal. Um, but, uh, God, where was I going with that? I'm, I'm jealous coming from the land of Whitmer. Yeah, so. no shit. But so I was on unemployment. I was on unemployment for like one month, right? When I moved out here. And uh, it was like 2200 bucks every two weeks just dropped into your account. And I'm going, holy shit, I've never made that much on unemployment in my life. It's like it was it was almost what I made from my day job. You know what I mean? And I'm going, I'm going, how the how do I why would anybody go back to work? And now I'm now we're seeing the effects of that. And that's in fact, if when I talk to some of the left, my left libertarian friends who have been in support of a UBI, I'm like, this is the only argument that should need to be made against the government mandated UBI. We can't even get people to go to work, dude. You know what I mean? No, if, if, if I got, if I got UBI, I would just be a full-time activist. That wouldn't work anything hundred percent. Cause that's what I want to do with my life. And having to like do a regular job, it makes it harder to do that. Right. You know, but that's the crazy thing for me is like it's not even a case of that because here's a this is my argument to the left a lot because I think this is the most underreported thing that's happened in COVID. No unemployment, no business loan, no stimulus check. I've not gotten a single one. I have applied for all of it. I've been declined for all of it or I've never heard back this entire time. I have not received a single dollar during all of this from the government. And there is a lot of people that are in that situation and they don't talk about it. Like the right, the right just complains about the lockdowns. It doesn't talk about that. And then the left just complains about people violating mask orders and stuff like that. But the people that just kind of got left behind and like, I, you know, I, 
talk to like like on a hundred people, you'll probably find like seven or eight people. They're like, yeah, I'm still waiting on unemployment from like eight months ago. I never received a stimulus check. There's tons of like bars and businesses that never got the PPE loan, but like you know, obviously like mega corporations did, and they spent it on stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, so of it's course, like, of course. Well, and like, I have I have one buddy who's like, dude, I've already gotten like four PPE loans, but don't tell anybody. I'm like, holy shit, how did how did you yeah, do I, that? I, yeah, I, I didn't get any of that. And I know so many people like surprising enough. Sky News did a documentary in Michigan that they actually like it didn't get any traction because it's counter to the narrative. But they were going around talking to all these businesses. They're like, well, the government's helping you. Right. And they're like, no. Like, why not? And we're like, you tell me like I'm a bar. I've been open for 20 years. I, I'm successful. I'm known in the community. They told me I can't get a PPE loan. So now my bar is getting closed down. And it's like, no, nobody's talking about that. Like even like libertarians and like Republicans that are anti-lockdown, they're not talking about like what's going on. And that's always been my argument of like, I can put, you know, obviously I have my principled argument, but I can just take my principles, throw them in the garbage for a second. When you boil it down, it, it's, it comes down to freedom or security, right? So like if you're going to do this incredibly fascistic like lockdown and shut everything down, then you need to take care of everybody. Or... You let everybody do whatever the hell they want. We're doing neither of those things. We're in this weird, awful middle ground where you can't do what you want, but also the government's not going to help you. So it's just like, you know, I, I heard Dave Smith just the other night describe it on Tim Pool as authoritarian anarchism. And it's like, yeah, that's where we're at. You know, yeah, it's like exactly, the, the, exactly the, the, law, the, the laws are illusion. Like, you know, if you want to do something that might benefit you, that's illegal. But if you want to like protect yourself, that's, you know, that, what you know, it doesn't make any sense. It's it's clown world True. is what we live in. Holy shit. Michael Bolden's in the chat. I just want to talk about Break the Cycle chat. Uh, we have the coolest chat in all of Liberty Twit, uh, shows. I just want everyone to understand that we have Phil from All That Remains. We have Burt Grimm, Neocon Remover. My mother, Michael Bolden, my fiance, and Top Lobster, and all the homies in one chat at every show. You guys are missing out. Definitely check I it out. Hi, Mom. <laughs> yeah, my mom, my mom watches almost every single show, dude, like live. It's, it's, I, I talked about this a little bit. My, my mom, I used to like sing in metal bands, like super heavy metal bands. My mom would be Same. at the front row all the time. She, she did not her kind of music at all, but she did not give a shit. She would headbang. She'd be throwing up devil horns. I'm like, dude, this is whose mom does that? You know what I mean? That's, that's my, that's my dad. Cause my dad was like, like a greaser in Detroit, like super like hair rock and everything like that. And he'd come to like some crazy grindcore shows and be like 55 years old, bald dude, like in the mosh pit and shit. It's like, let's fucking go. Dude, <laughs> fucking great. Uh, we got another super chat. Elijah Marquez. Thank you, sir. He said, guys, check out Joshua's pin tweet and consider helping some kids see the bright side of life while listening to these base dudes. Oh uh, yeah. I, I put out a GoFundMe um, uh, to, I'm going to be quiet to help my kids uh, go oh, on a vacation um, of a lifetime after having some, some tough times, they'll probably hear me. I'm trying to keep it a surprise, but, um, uh, yeah, if you guys want to check out my pin tweet on Twitter, you can find that there. It is, uh, I do love how Michael Malice simultaneously trolled and boosted it at the same time. It was it's it's perfect. Honestly, perfect the best moment. thing that could have happened for it. I mean, Michael's amazing. I, I, I gave him a couple different shout outs and then, um, uh, also sent him a message. I, I knew he wouldn't respond cause he's a busy dude, but, um, he, he... I also, I also like, like, People get so mad at him because they're like, a lot of the things he does hurts the LP and hurts the LP message. He's like, dude, he's an anarchist. He thinks the LP's stupid. He's only in it for the joke, bro. Like, no, I'll tell I don't you. know. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I love him. Don't get me wrong. Mal that malice is one of my north stars. But like, I, I do think a lot of the 
a lot of people that are just like, oh, why is he, you know, he needs to stop making fun of the LP and shit like that. And it's like, well, I'm going to be talking about this on, on every show from now on. Uh, there's talks of Dave Smith talk, maybe running for president. It's all speculation at this point, but it's happening. If it's let's, let's stop, let's speculation, stop pretend. Mm-hmm. speculation. <laughs> but if it does happen, his, uh, he's already said that his press secretary will be Michael Malice. And if you can think of a better thing to happen to American politics in this country than having Michael Malice as the press secretary in the White House, there isn't. There isn't a better but you, thing. But, you know, again, like what I mean, like everything's like a, like a troll and a joke to Malice. You know he's only interested in that because it essentially means he can take his Twitter profile and put it on a stage in front of a bunch of journalists and just do what he does normally. It <laughs> but... will be the death. It will be the death of of. Uh, biased, shitty journalism in this country. It will be the death of it. And that's what I want. That's what I want to see. Yes. That's what he I may, want to see. He, he, will, he will be on stage and he will make memes of them until they cry and then make memes about them crying. He'll it literally, be- he'll like blo- <laughs> pull out, he will literally blow up his memes, print them out and bring them on stage. You know what I mean? And put them no, on stage. Knowing him, he would probably like hire like a professional clown or something like that that just has like a stack of paper meme cutouts and just hold them up behind oh, him when he's oh, talking. That'd be so great. I want to see it so bad. You guys, we have to get Dave Smith to run for president and we have to get him to win. He's going to do so it. So we can have Michael Malice as press secretary in the White House. It would be the funniest thing. Could you imagine? It won't even matter what news channel you watch anymore. It's all going to rule. It's all going to be amazing. It's 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 ridiculous. Obviously, I'm I'm a, I'm a man of little faith, but I I will support it just for the sake of it would be hilarious. Yeah, that, he, yeah <laughs> no, that, Malice said he'd become the press secretary for uh, one Bitcoin per month. So, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> well, but that's only like what like sixty thousand dollars a month. Yeah, yeah, sixty thousand for currently, but but by then it could be a hundred thousand dollars a month. It could be a million dollars a month. You never. know. Well, I mean, the Bitcoin way the way go. things are going, goddamn, I wish I had some spare income to throw into it. Because holy crap, like this is all. Yeah. This is all going down the drain. The commodity markets like exploded. The thing that's going on with the oil and gas and like I I do a lot of uh, gig work at, out of like grocery stores and stuff like that. And I can tell you right now, the prices are going up. There's a like weird things that you would never think about that is just gone. Like Drano, there's no Drano anywhere. Like nobody has Drano in stock. Cat food, like there's there's a giant run on cat food. There's just no cat. Like just weird shit that you would never think of. It's just gone from the store. We will be and that's kind of like in in like five years, man. Yeah, we're, I mean we borderline are now. Like we kind of just kind of pretend it's not happening. I mean they, if if you think like peer to peer, like oh what did Venezuela like nationalized a bunch of like industries? What did we do during COVID? We literally took over like factories and made them start making PPE and shit. Yep. Like. What's the fundamental difference at this point? I was reading. What was it? I was reading something. Yeah, I can't remember if this is the exact figure or not, but it was like the doll, the the U.S. dollar, the fiat dollar is worth ninety seven percent less than it was in the seventies. That's yeah. Insane. I think Spike. I think Spike tweeted it out like last night. Insane, sure. insane, man. Well, shit. That's pretty much all the questions I got for you, bud. What? Where can these people find you? Where are you allowed to be, Magnus? So yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter uh, at Magnus Panvidia, and then I'm on YouTube which is also Magnus Panvidia. And then I have a podcast that I run that's called Unity or Death, where essentially I'm doing like pretty much my on the ground Unity stuff like online. Like I've had, like I said, I've had a Black Panther on there. I've had an anarcho-communist. I've had a bunch of anarchists. I've had, I'm having Shane Hazel on tomorrow. So like everybody, like we're all just going to get everyone together and complain about the government. You guys need and to make, uh, listen, Shane Hazel needs to be like a, a general for the boog. I mean, he is just, He's fire. Oh, yeah. He's a fire oh, I human. Love I love him. We'll get him in Hawaiian shirt eventually. Hell but, yeah, man. 
But uh, yeah, so that that's on YouTube, Spotify, and Castbox. So that's where that's where all that is. And then other than that, uh, events everywhere. You'll see my face all over the place. I travel a lot, so. Sick. Sounds good, yeah. man. Hey, dude, I can't tell you how much it means to me that you came on the show. We really appreciate you here for sure. I'm sure uh, most of my followers here and my and the people in the chat enjoyed the show. You keep kicking ass, man, and uh, let us know what you need. I know there's some people that follow me that are already asking in the chat what can they do to help. So uh, definitely let's have some more conversations down the line and, and see if we can continue to organize until uh, every big tech company removes us from everything. Oh, yes. And then we get our doors kicked in and mysteriously disappeared and, and found on a beach where we shot ourselves in the back of the head five times. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, Magnus, thanks again for coming on, man. I really appreciate you. Appreciate it. All right. Another awesome episode of Break the Cycle. Thank you guys so much for sticking around. Definitely make sure you check out Lorenzotti.coffee uh, for all your delicious Italian needs. Uh, coffee needs delivered directly to your door. Bring the taste of Italy home. Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Of course, toplobster.com, the man in the chat, the man with the pin. He is the one who makes all of these wonderful shirts like this great Epstein didn't kill himself shirt. Uh, I, I wear Top Lobster almost exclusively on the show. A couple of times I have wore uh, Neocon Remover or Burt Grimm uh, and... Of course, anthemplanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Definitely hit them up, see if they can help your business or your personal life. Uh, they're doing something that the government sucks ass at, and you can probably, or they could probably do for much uh, cheaper and much more efficiently. Uh, tomorrow, coming up on the show, we have Isabella Riley. Uh, I actually had to record that show. It was the only way we were going to get it done. Uh, so I recorded it today. It's a pretty good show. Uh, she came from like uh, Turning Point uh, Prager. She was a Trump supporter. She's now uh, becoming a full-blown anarchist. Uh, she's definitely more on the Murray Rothbard side of things. She's joined the Libertarian Party. So she can't wait for a Malice uh, press secretary as well. That's going to be the new theme of this show. We are going to get Michael Malice into the White House because nothing in this world better could happen to politics. Um, guys, can you please check out the Patreon, patreon.com backslash break the cycle JS sign up for all the awesome rewards. People are starting to get their uh, coffee mugs for the mug club now that I definitely didn't steal from Steven Crowder. Uh, also the, uh, uh, t-shirt that you can get is a special t-shirt only for patrons. Um, pretty cool stuff. We also have the, uh, discord server with all the great patrons in there that you get to hang out with at any time you want. Um, and also if you hate Patreon, you can check out subscribestar.com backslash break cycle JS. They're definitely less yeety. I'm still learning how to use that platform. Um, like someone said in the super chat, check out my pin tweet on Twitter at Joshua at large. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Maybe you can help us out. It's a really, it's a really special cause near and dear to my heart. I'm trying to help some, some kids do some cool things. Um, yeah, but other than that, I will see you guys tomorrow night, uh, for the show with Isabel Riley. And then again on Friday with, uh, Monica Perez from the propaganda report. That is going to be an awesome show, but until then, don't forget to break the cycle. to explain the lyrics of my last song they seem to contain a violent call to action in the verse in the frame but i just landed in minecraft the helicopter part was in reference to gta 5 and the things you do so any violence you commit i am not an excuse because i just landed in minecraft a trooper is my friend and he's constantly cold accusations of incitement getting totally old 
your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just meant it in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just 